Wall Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Worldcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Kozlowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Canada. America's friendly neighbor. The kind that would bring you fresh-baked cookies after you moved in to welcome you to the neighborhood. The one that would let you borrow their weed whacker and wait months before asking for it back because you might still be using it and they don't (laughs) want to bother you. Heck, they'd probably even say sorry. That's the narrative of Canada that we have grown accustomed to here in the States. There's no way that (laughs) it could be a haven of corporate scandal, right? Eh? Eh? Well, let's today... (laughs) Examine a company that had the highest market cap of any on the Toronto Stock Exchange, Valiant, a company that had analysts foaming at the mouth to buy. But through the story of another company we've covered on the show, headed by none other than Pharma Bro himself, Martin Shkreli, Valiant would be exposed, revealing the dark side of corporate scandal located in the land of America's nice northerly neighbors. Dun, dun, dun. How's that alliteration for you, huh? I loved it. Huh? Uh, Nina, I'm going to catch you a little bit off guard. All right. Yes, I do think Justin Trudeau is cute. <clears throat> what? I mean, you're right, but that's not what I was going to oh, ask. Right. Um, I have been desperately trying to think of something, and I can't come up with an answer. And instead of asking you outside of here, I'm going to ask you on air and see if it's funny. Oh, no. um, you know how... Uh, podcasts and YouTubers and stuff have something they call their fans. What would we call our fans? Oh, um, red handies. Red handies. Hey, all you red handies. That sounds like a sex act. Uh, yeah, I know. That's why I said it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I don't like it red handy. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, why is it red? We have to think about it. All right, fine. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. My later. little crimesters. <laughs> My little crimesters. It's got to be something to deal with white collar crime, like uh. My little fraudsters, or fraudsters. What about fin, finvestigators, like financial investigators, finvestigators. You're stretching it. What's up, finvestigators? Isn't that I such a that. welcome back to the show, finvestigators? Yeah, you're right. It doesn't sound very good. What about, uh, hey guys, welcome back <laughs> to another episode of White Collars and Red Hands. I'm Kashan Bachelador and I'm Nina Kern. I love that. Guys. Great. Folks, 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 to be inclusive. Folks. Hey, folks. No, don't say that. Yeah, I'm not. What am I? A backwards country hey, yokel? Folks. Hi, folks. Welcome hey, back y'all. to another White Collars Red Hands. Hey, y'all. I know you're really rooting tooting for this new episode of here on White Collars Red Hands. Well, we're just about to have a knee slapping good time. So grab a bush light and and cuddle up because we're talking about Valiant. Hell yeah. Nothing like pharmaceutical companies here. Uh, now, I've never been to a doctor, but I hear Big Pharma is a problem. Big Pharma is a problem here. Because in the United States, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get universal health care, and that's what the communists have. So I really just don't think that we should have universal health care because I do not subscribe to communism. Yeah, this I, is a free country. I could be rich one day. I know I'm 45 and live in a trailer park and ain't got no prospects, but I might, I might win the lottery and I'm not paying more tax. 
Texas. Well, and I also might get hit by a semi-truck and have to sue them. And what? I got to pay my lawyer? That's communism. I'm not doing it. You got to pay your lawyer? Communist. Communist. Everything. Listen, I love Jesus, so I don't have to pay taxes. Call back to our second episode ever. Uh, still want that bumper sticker. I want it on a shirt. I love Jesus, so I don't have to pay taxes. So, welcome back, all you yokels. Uh, Ew, I don't like that either. Yokels. Um, yeah, today we're talking about Valiant Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> I got to transition somehow. I know. I gotta, there's got to be a segue somewhere. Uh, Valiant Pharmaceuticals uh, began under a different name as ICN Pharmaceuticals, founded by Milan Panic. Sounds like a fake name, uh, but he was a Serbian-American businessman and future prime minister of Yugoslavia, and he founded the company in 1959. He actually became the prime minister of Yugoslavia. Very, I didn't know that was a thing. I ended up looking him up, and I was like, what? Um, Fun fact, my grandfather was born in Yugoslavia. Well, he might know who Milan Panic is then. He probably wouldn't. He already lived in the United States by then. Oh, Okay. Uh, the company would perform modestly in the pharma industry, and Milan would run the company for 47 years, taking it public in 1967. Now, in 2002, he would leave the company uh, due to age and some controversy surrounding sexual harassment suits filed by former employees and an SEC investigation into misleading statements about their products, but, you know, also age. <laughs> that all comes along with yeah, age. The books. Honestly, God, there's nothing like turning sixty and just start. You just start sexually harassing people. Oh man, it's called the it's called the old it's called old white man syndrome. Yeah, it just, it just happens. Or dementia, whatever. <laughs> I for, I forgot what a boob looks like. Can I please? I don't. I don't understand. I'm oh, sorry. I thought it was a stress ball. I don't understand. Honk honk. I was hungry. That was your titty. I was hungry for ham. Oh my God. <laughs> where where is this gone? We're gonna be so off topic today. I yeah, sorry. Feel it in my fucking bones, bro. Uh, so uh, soon after Milan's departure, the company would change its name to Valiant Pharmaceuticals. I'm assuming because of the scandals. Uh, the real party kicked off though when a man named Michael Pearson took up the mantle of CEO after a merger with Canadian pharmaceutical company BioVale. This did garner some criticism from the American government uh, as after the merger, Valiant decided to headquarter its operations in Canada instead of staying in America, largely due to tax reasons. They saw a 5% reduction in taxes because of this and were called in front of Congress along with Burger King (laughs) to discuss how these tax inversion strategies were harming the American economy. What Burger King should be put on trial for is 10 chicken nuggets for $1 because what is in those chicken nuggets? Nothing good. It's got to be chicken, right? Yeah. At least. For sure. It says chicken nugget. Yeah. Now, what percentage of it has to be chicken? Mm. Odds are probably only 51%. Like, if it's majority chicken, you can probably call it a chicken nugget under American law. I wonder how many chicken nuggets I could fit in my mouth. Feel it in my bones, bro. (laughs) I just was thinking about that. Probably because I'm starving. Michael Pearson would then... (laughs) revolutionize the business model of Valiant Pharmaceuticals. Uh, Using his new model, the stock price of Valiant would return more than 2,000%, surging up to a price of over 250 Canadian dollars a share at its highest. That's not impressive because the Canadian dollar is worth less than the American dollar. It's true. You can tell by the sticker on the back of books. Yeah. It's always like America, 695. 
Canada, eleven ninety five. And I'm like, why do they hate books so much? Probably because they're socialist. What was this new model, you ask? Well, it was the same model uh, that we've discussed time and time again on this show. The company became a roll-up. And a roll-up, once again, is a term for just growing... A fruit snack? Yes, that. But this doesn't give you tongue tattoos. Damn it. Uh, this is the model where you grow inorganically by just acquiring a bunch of companies. We've talked about it so much. It never ends well. I don't no. know why they keep doing this. You have to methodically purchase companies or else it's basically just one big pump and dump because it always ends poorly. Uh, Valiant would go on to aggressively acquire these companies to raise its market cap uh, as the company would make many multi-million dollar acquisitions of smaller pharma companies. Uh, this caused analysts to value the company highly as they took more and more market share and showed heavy profit increases because of it. The only problem being that these acquisitions caused Valiant to take on severe debt. By the end of their spending spree, they had $30 billion in debt, which is more than three times their annual profit, which is crazy. I am not a mathematician, but that's not good. Yeah, it's dumb. The risk I took was calculated, but boy, am I bad at math. (laughs) Uh, That alone, however, would not fully increase their profits. Valiant would also lay off up to 50% of their newly acquired company's employees to save on research and development. Typically, a pharmaceutical company spends between 15 to 20% of its profits on R&D. But Pearson saw this as a waste. Yeah, why the fuck would you need to research anything? He would, he would just acquire the companies that had already developed the drug, fire all of their R&D department, and then just create more profit. This feels like when Donald Trump fired the pandemic response team. Because why the fuck would you need that? There can't be a pandemic if there's nobody responding to it. <laughs> now, this made Valiant highly unpopular in the pharmaceutical Oh, God, industry I wonder why. Because they were firing so many people. Uh, so much that R&D was only 3% of Valiant's profits. That's insane. So compared to 15 to 20%, 3%. I'm surprised they kept it around at all, honestly. Um I'm wondering if, like, they had to have at least something. I, I guess other than that, they had to just have one ho- guy on staff. They're just a holding company, then, right? If they don't, if they just buy other drugs and sell them, I guess. Yeah, just a guy named Steve. Steve, how's it going? He's My like, dad. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm developing a, a, a hair serum for the top of your feet. They're like, good job, Steve. That was a perfect impersonation of my dad. Oh, you're gonna have. It's like it's like wearing a toupee on the top of your foot. My feet are so hairy, these guys. Can I work Hobbit on some, feet? Can I work on something else? No, Steve. Keep working on the foot toupees. So just slashing the R and D though, that wasn't enough profit for Pearson. Not only did Valiant increase profits by slashing R and D, but they also pioneered the tactic that would eventually bring down Martin Shkreli. By raising the prices of their newly acquired drugs by insane margins. So shitty. Although not as drastic as Shkreli's 5,000% price increase on Daraprim that we talked about last season, uh, Valiant caught flack for raising prices anywhere from 100 to 1,200%. Uh, they also did this with more regularity. In 2015, when this started to really reach the court of public opinion, an investigative journalist piece found that of 19 drugs that had been released recently and had been marked up by more than 200% in recent history, half of them were produced by Valiant. 
that's it's so shitty it's so shitty people need that and that is just the epitome of greed to me and valiant was doing a lot of like dermatological therapies you know they had like a toe fungus cream and like an acne medication or whatever but the big ones they got they had two um very important heart medications that they acquired and then raised by um 237 percent and like 500 and something percent for the other one like rotten hell that's some i'm sorry but like that is some bullshit yeah man this is pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies being greedy you're literally playing with life and death and being greedy with it well that's that's why it's extra evil well and it's also that like i have this issue now with my EpiPen. my EpiPen is so incredibly expensive but i have to have it and in the state of illinois no insurance company will cover an EpiPen. the last time i bought an EpiPen, it was 364 dollars out of pocket don't they have generics though they do but my the doctor that i got it the um prescription from wrote me a prescription for the brand of EpiPen, but it's still expensive that makes me not trust your doctor. Well, it was a minute clinic doctor. Oh, okay. Because a lot of these doctors, if you go back and listen to the small claims court, also not even of ours, they get paid off to prescribe certain name brand drugs instead of generics. Yeah. Which is fucked up. So you have to like go to your doctor and tell them specifically, like, don't give me this one. I can't afford it. You have to prescribe me. Because yeah. epinephrine is cheap. Is One, it's an old drug. It's been around for a long time, and it's cheap to make. So the fact that EpiPens are that expensive is just a classic sign of American greed in the yeah. pharmaceutical com- yeah. in the pharmaceutical area. Yeah, and it's shitty. Like there's been times where I needed to give myself my EpiPen, and I didn't, and just took enough Benadryl to kill myself because I couldn't afford to buy a new EpiPen. That's mess up, messed up. Yeah, and, and Valiant's doing this. With the most regularity of anyone in the business. So they can sit on this. It's my middle fingers, everybody. Yeah, I was about to say, another visual cue. Great. Middle fingers. Um, now, this did garner media attention and was mentioned by the then 2016 presidential hopefuls, Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. Um, Valiant was also scrutinized for charging more for medications in America than in Europe, an example of which being... Uh, Flucytazine, uh, a topical antifungal which Valiant sold at a 10,000% premium in America as compared to Europe. What the fuck? And this is part of the reason that the cost of medical care is so much higher here than in other countries. Because here it's the free market. They know that they can charge insurance companies whatever they want as long as everyone's in on it and charging the money. It makes me so mad. Yeah, because in Europe, they know they can't do it. There's regulations, right, um, healthcare standardized. You can't just charge whatever you want for stuff. But in America, because this is going to get really conspiracy theory but because the big pharma has such um, their hands into politicians' pockets, we're not getting change done on this stuff that's obviously wrong. Well, and also medical care has become a driving it's – a, it's a driving force of the economy – if we were to change the way that we do our medical care here, it, the economy would take a hit. Yeah. That's why a lot of people, it's an, also another conspiracy theory, why we don't have a cure to cancer, because cancer is good for the economy. I don't 100% subscribe to that because there are a lot of people working on cancer therapies. 
Well, I agree, but it's just like, but, but I do think that that is why we don't have a better healthcare system yeah. because it's good for the economy for me to have to pay $364 for an EpiPen versus me getting it for free yeah. or for me getting it under $50. Unless people get angry enough to cause a scene. So write your congressperson, you know. No, we need to end up, what's going to end up happening is we're going to have to like burn some shit down. Call for all. We got to get... We have to standardize healthcare. We got to get it on a on a single payer system. Most of America is for it at this point, point. Uh, yeah. and, and we're still not doing it. And why aren't we doing it? Mm-hmm. Lobbying. Yeah. Uh, now we talked in the Martin Shkreli episode that this kind of practice of raising drug prices by exorbitant margins, while highly immoral, is not technically illegal right now. Um, that being said. Uh, this controversy stuck Valiant under the microscope of the public, and people were hungry to catch Valiant in an even bigger scandal, kind of the same way Martin Shkreli got arrested for separate fraud cases because people were so upset at him for doing something that wasn't necessarily illegal. People started digging into it because if you dig into companies enough, you'll find something. Yeah. And that is when Andrew Left, a short seller, released a paper in the financial journalist enterprise, The Citron Report, that would accuse the company of even more dubious dealings. Dubious dealings. You're on the alliteration train today. Right? Or the alliteration automobile. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I was trying to think of one. I, I, yeah. I blanked. I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. Andrew left. Brought attention to a small online pharmacy uh, headquartered in Pennsylvania. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Named Philidor RX Services. Uh, Philidor was a private organization with a shady ownership structure that seemed to be doing exclusive business with Valiant. They were a specialty pharmacy, which is a pharmacy that works in securing prescriptions and distributing more niche medications. And this one specifically was online and over the phone only. They didn't have like a brick and mortar store. Mm, So, so you would, you would call, they would help get the prescription and then fill the prescription and, and mail it to you. Sketch. I mean, I guess, you know, in places like rural places or it's just to get hard to get medication. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess. All right. Um, I'll let it slide. But Citron found a bunch of other shell specialty pharmacies that had the same fax number and contact information as Philidor, whose domain names were all registered on the same day. What? Okay, come on. Come on. Try a little harder. They developed all of them, registered all of the domains on the same day. The uh, the privacy notice, everything was word for word on all the websites except for just like the logo. Um, and one of them was R&O, which literally had the domain name, which R-A-N-D-O pharmacy.com, which at first you're like, oh, that's R&O. It spells Rando Pharmacy. Yeah, yeah that's what I saw at first. Rando Pharmacy.com. Yeah, that's what I saw first. Rando Pharmacy. There's no way that that it wasn't had to have joke. been on purpose. Like, that had to have been on purpose. These bitches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, calling 
any of them wouldn't even disguise the call through a separate answering service. They would all just state that you called Philidor. So if you called the number that was listed on RNO, it's the same number on Philidor, and it wouldn't like it wasn't smart enough or they didn't implement anything where it's like RNO pharmacy. It was just like, well, thank you for calling Philidor. And you're like, who's the fuck's Philidor? Yeah. I was calling RNO. I was calling Rando. Yeah, you know? I wanted Rando Pharmacy. I was calling a Rando. I wanted like my Rando pills. I was calling a Rando like what Nina does at 2 a.m. on Saturdays when she's had too many claws. He's not wrong. Calling the Randos in. Um, we all love a good Rando, all right? You gotta. You gotta. Gotta love a Rando. Uh, Citron claimed that Valiant was using these companies to improperly book revenue, saying that they set up the companies and recorded sales to them as a form of phantom account to cook the books and increase profit. After this report, Valiant announced that it had bought an option to buy Philidor at a later date and had recorded Philidor profits in their books, but had not disclosed this to stockholders. So... A, buying an option to buy a company, one, I've never heard of this anywhere else. I don't think it really is a thing. it's fucking made up. Yeah, it's it's just fraud. Yeah, it's you're not like, a thing. That's why like, you haven't heard of it. I will give you $10 million for the option to buy this company in a year for $1. Like, that was basically what it was. Baloney. And it was so they didn't have to publicize that they bought them, but so that they could still claim their sales as Valiant sales. And they were doing this with all of them. Everybody? Yeah. So thereby, they are effectively selling products to themselves in an attempt to improperly book revenue. Now, the, I did see that this is technically a thing at, like, like people who sell goods that are sold in, like, big box stores. Mm-hmm. When they give an item to the store, they technically haven't sold it to them yet. It's on. I forget the. I forget the word for it. But they they get the product, but they actually only buy it from them when they take it from their storage facility and sell it in the store. So you can still you can still list it as an asset and not an expenditure on the other part. But that's not common practice in pharmaceuticals. No. So that's kind of what they were doing, but not really what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. Now, uh, being in charge of an exclusive pharmacy that only sells your product is also a huge conflict of interest and one that Valiant took advantage of whenever possible. It was discovered later that a lot of the higher-ups that worked at Philidor were actually Valiant employees operating under pseudonyms, one of them even going by Peter Parker, the famous secret identity of Spider-Man. You know that there's someone somewhere named Peter Parker. There's a lot of people named Peter Parker, but this person chose it because their name wasn't Peter Parker. Idiot. So you only choose it if you're like, I want to be Spider-Man. No, he's probably a cosplayer. He liked him. Weirdo. Or he loves Tobey Maguire. With these planted employees, uh, Valiant would use Philidor to inflate sales of their more expensive drugs by using something that they deemed alternate fulfillment uh, because their prices were so high valiant drugs were often not approved to be covered by insurance companies they used philidor to basically give away millions of free drugs to increase sales in an attempt to gain enough market share that insurance companies would be forced to foot the bill for their products in the future at the prices they set so they gave away drugs yeah so they were they were giving away free so like if someone couldn't pay for it and the insurance company, they couldn't uh, assure that an insurance company would pay for it. They would still just give it to them and eat the cost. Ah. Uh, 
because they wanted to see sales go higher. Gotcha. So they had um they had a uh foot fungal cream that I forget the name. How n- many people have foot fungus? This is insane. We keep talking about this. Enough. I did it was the second time I mentioned it because I remembered it from earlier as well. Um but they had this cream that during a call, uh, a stockholders call, they or an investor call, they someone asked, "Hey, I see that the sales of this are going up 87% quarter by quarter, which is great. We're getting a lot more sales, but revenue is only increasing by 20%. Mm. And he said, because of alternate fulfillment, they're basically trying to give it away to get more share and also using Valiant to put pressure, giving bigger rebates to insurance companies that covered the drug to get them to keep covering it. And they were hoping that those would equalize at some point. Yeah, but, even out. But the more... Uh, the more prescriptions they can get out, the more people that use the medication, the more they'll come back and that they can equalize and they can get them to pay it later at their prices. That's shitty. So that's what they were trying to do, but they never really got there um, because all this shit came out. They're uh, awful. Yeah. They were also covering copays for their customers, which violates anti-Medicare fraud laws. Uh, they did this in a similar way to Novartis, uh, this last season small claims court subject. Um, they did the same thing by setting up charitable quote-unquote charitable funds to pay for copays but then illegally only using these funds to subsidize people who receive valiant drugs at philidor and other shell pharmacies so they set up these pharmacies say that um you can they're only going to use valiant products and then set up these charitable foundations they're like oh yeah we'll assist you in paying your copay but you have to go to these pharmacies that only sell valiant so you can only get valiant yeah, products. M- products. Uh, only get Valiant Medicine, drugs. Medicine, yeah. So they're just uh, defrauding Medicare by getting them to pay the rest of their super overpriced drug by covering the, the people who are getting the drugs co-pays. It's the same thing Martin Shkreli said, actually, about it. He's like, I'm doing good. We do a bunch of free free drug programs where we cover. No one ever pays for the drug. We give it to them for free if they really need it. This is why they do that is so that they can get the insurance to actually pay them. They'll cover the 200 bucks. That you had to spend for the copay if they get the eight hundred dollars right from the, from the insurance, insurance company, company when the drug doesn't cost that much to begin with anyway because they already raised it by a thousand percent. It's a special place in hell for these people. Yeah, these guys are evil, uh, and that's illegal. Also. Valiant, that's, that's illegal. Um, now, with the bad press about the price hikes uh, taking the world by storm. And now with the Lethal Citron article published about Valiant's relationship with specialty pharmacies that directly related the company to Enron, by the way, through quotes and executive parallels, the whole part in that uh, in that paper was just like, look at all these parallels between Valiant and Enron, and then showing like quotes by uh, Skillings, and then quotes by Pearson, and then like, oh, look, Pearson had zero years of experience in pharmaceuticals before taking this job, and Skilling had zero experience in natural gas or energy before taking that job, like 12 of those. And then it screamed, like, Valiant is the Enron of companies, like, in cat, like, pharmaceutical companies in cats with, like, an exclamation point. That article felt like it wasn't real. Like it but felt it like a, it felt like it was written by a conspiracy theorist, but it was just passionate. A passionate. Honestly, it was one of the most fun, like articles I've read. Because the person was so mad. Yes, it's like one of the best things in all the research I've done for did these episodes. This is like, one of the best things. Did they seem that? Did they see? 
Where they like that guy and it's always always sunny when he's got like the board and he's Charlie like, Day is like that's what it felt like. It felt like this person like was just hulking over their computer, like, God, oh, I can't believe this happened. I mean, like, fair though. Fair. This it, is enraging. It was just nice to see such passion in financial journalism. You that's know, all I, financial journalism say. tends to lack passion, and it was just nice to see someone who's passionate. It's not all stuffed shirts. It's it's also some people that will scream, jet fuel can't melt steel beams, you know? Uh, there's a wide variety of financial journalists. And Andrew left. He's on the fun side. <laughs> um. Now, this sent the stock price of Valiant tumbling 90%. It fell down 90% in the coming months. Four months, it fell 90%. But the consequences weren't over yet. How? First thing first, CEO Michael Pearson was ousted as CEO uh, in a very unmutual manner. He was fired. Uh, What a funny way to word that. Yeah, the, it, like when I read it, it said something along that line. So I was like, just say that they fucking fired him. Yeah. You know? Like they didn't want him there anymore. So they fired him because he sucks. Uh, and then he got him in all this, all this fucking trouble. Uh, they replaced him with Joseph Papa, which just sounds either like a nice name or a mafia boss. Both. Both. Uh, and although they staved off bankruptcy and remained a relevant pharmaceutical company, their stock has since traded sideways around $26 a share, down from over 250 and has posted consistently underwhelming earnings since the Pearson era. Because then they just became a regular pharmaceutical company again. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we'll just we'll put more money back into R&D and we'll stop acquiring companies. We'll stop raising heart medication right, so you fine, can't we'll afford it. Fine, fine. You know, sticks we'll in the mud. Doing it. I guess no one likes money. <laughs> so they're still a company. They changed their name. To one of the, they adopted one of the other, the names of another company that they had adopted, uh, Bausch Health. That's the stupidest one. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of dumb, right? Yeah. Valiant, Biovail, Bausch Health. None of them are very interesting. So whatever, just choose another one and maybe people will forget that at one point you really did a fucky-wucky, you know? Fucky-wucky. Like maybe... But a uh, class action lawsuit was settled against Valiant uh, for defrauding investors. The company settled the lawsuit for $1.21 billion, oh my God. Uh, but did not admit to wrongdoing in the settlement. But their market cap fell by way more than that. So the amount lost, like once again, pennies on the dollar. Class action lawsuits are always penny on the dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of money that uh, stockholders lost or lost is way more than $1.21 billion. So they got like... Five bucks back. Sorry. (laughs) Our bad. (laughs) Uh, Valiant and Pearson were the subject of an SEC investigation uh, that concluded they had made disclosure errors and produced misleading information. Uh, The company settled the complaint with the SEC for $45 million, and Pearson settled for $250,000 in civil penalties and agreed to reimburse Valiant $450 million. Uh, because during a period where the Valiant stock fell by 30% before he was fired, Pearson made $108 million. Oh, wow. Oh, no. He had to give back half a mil. He made like hundreds of millions of dollars. No executive was ever imprisoned for any charges oh, related to Valiant specifically. The bro. <sighs> so it stopped in civil. Also, uh, 
dick move, Mike Pearson's came back and was like, I'm suing Valiant for wrongful termination. Oh, my God. Uh, and he asked for, like, just a ridiculous sum of money. And you already made hundreds of millions of dollars off these stocks. Like, why? Like, shut up. Go home. Yeah, because he's a dick. Um, well, he lost a lot of money on his stock options, but that's fine um, because their stock's not worth a lot now. But um, at least it's not worth nothing like Enron. They all sold it before, so it doesn't matter. It, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, he, uh, a court ruled that he should set it through. He should settle it through arbitration rather than through the courts. So, is what it is. Now that being said, two executives. For Philidor, who worked closely with Valiant, uh, Gary Tanner and Andrew Davenport uh, were arrested for making the deal with Valiant to only sell their products and receiving an illegal kickback from the deal. Uh, Andrew Davenport set up the exclusive deal and also wrote the deal for them to have the option to buy. So he kind of he architects architected. Is that a word? Yeah, I don't know. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, he architected that. I might have just made that up. Um, and then he, Andrew Davenport, gave a kickback to Gary Tanner for accepting the the uh, Valiant-only exclusivity deal of like $10 million. So they were convicted on counts of mail fraud and conspiracy to commit money laundering, and both of them were sentenced to one year in prison. One year. One year in prison. They had to pay money back, but, you know, probably not enough. So no one went to prison from Valiant. Uh, some people went to prison from Philidor. There was some money clawed back. No one got what they deserved. No. Now, the Martin Shkreli of entire companies. Valiant stole money from Americans by overcharging for life-saving medications and mundane ones alike. The only reason we don't hear about them is because Michael Pearson is a boring shitbag instead of a sensational douche that likes to stir the pot like Shkreli. In a lot of ways, Valiant is worse. It highlights the underlying greed that fuels American pharmaceutical corporations. Money signs in their eyes as they milk every dollar out of disease and death that they can. Michael Pearson will end up in the same ground as all of the people he's wronged, but he's made a fortune for himself here on Earth off the back of their suffering. So fuck Pearson and fuck Valiant, those Canadian bastards. Michael Pearson will end up in the same ground as all the people he's wronged. That was very dramatic. That's what these outros are for. That was very dramatic. Yeah, what a dick. He was a dick. That's at the... I just don't know if I've heard you be that dramatic. That's at the core of this problem. I mean, yeah. You know, that, you know, capitalism works, you know, when you're selling corn chips, maybe. But when it comes to selling life-saving therapies and pharmaceuticals and insurance and stuff that should be basic human rights. Right. Yeah, it shouldn't be a thing. And you're going to milk that for money? Oh, you are a dick. Yeah, fuck you. All right, so fuck them. (laughs) Yeah. To put it bluntly. Politely. Not politely. As impolitely as possible. So hopefully we didn't go too off the rails. We'll see how much of what we said ends up in today's episode. Uh, I guess not a lot. But we'll we'll, we'll find out. That'll be all right. We'll find out. Um, Yeah, so thank you guys. So much for listening to this episode on Valiant. If you want more information on this, there's actually a Dirty Money episode on Netflix uh, that's all about the short sellers that 
first discovered what Valiant was doing and then uh, colluded to bring them down. It's a really good watch. I, I definitely recommend it, um, especially if you hate this shit as much as I do. So go see that. Now, uh, if you want to support us because you just listen to our podcast. And you like us. And you like us, then you can do that in a couple of free ways. Uh, you can give us a rating on iTunes or a review. That being said, we have 69 right now. Nice. Which Hot. is the perfect amount of ratings. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of tentative about asking for more, but you should do it. You should give yeah, us you a rating. Should do it. You should leave a review. Um, and then maybe we can get to like 69, 69 and then we'll stop there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 420. Yeah. One of, one of the, we'll stop at something. Don't, don't, yeah, don't yeah, you yeah. worry. We'll just end the show once we get to 420 reviews. We're like, we're done. We've, we've epitomized comedy. No one else can leave a no review. We'll close down the page. You can't do it. Um, that being said, a way to not ruin the numbers, just to subscribe it or share it on platforms, you know, tell mm-hmm. people, honestly, the best thing you could do for our show is tell someone you like the show. Yeah. Tell someone you listened, tell someone it was interesting. Um, and tell, tell someone season. it was funny, even if you have to lie, because it's, you know, it's a gift to us. It's a gift. gift. It's and it's the holiday season. Yeah. So give the gift of white collars, red hands to your friends. If you like the show, if you don't like the show, gift it to your enemies and they can suffer through listening to us. Amen. <laughs> um, another free way to support us is by just following our socials. Um, Facebook.com slash white collars, red hands, uh, Twitter at white collars pod, Instagram uh, at white collars underscore red hands uh, that's a fun free way to interact with us and also learn what the show's doing um you can also buy our merch for whoop, less whoop. free way to support the show uh the link is in the show description or you can go to our website whitecollarsredhands.com and just hit the uh the button that says uh look at our merch and that'll take you to the link that you can buy a shirt a sweatshirt a notebook that i take all my notes for the show in i have one um a laptop case, an iPhone 13 case. Hell yeah. Uh, anything you want. Spiff up your stuff with some white collars, red hands, merch. Nina right now is sitting across from me. I am. I'm repping. I'm repping the pod. Rep the pod. That's what you got to do. Rep the pod, brah. Uh, also, thank you for everyone who entered our Podiversary giveaway. By the time this episode goes up, uh, the winners have already received an email asking for your contact information. Whoop, whoop, we'll whoop. get that merch out to you. Podiversary. Uh, thank you to everyone who entered, and uh, we look forward to giving back to you guys even more in the future. We do. Um, another way to freely support us where we also get some money from, because uh, I know we talk about greed here a lot, um, yeah, but, but we'd like we'd poor. like to make money for doing this so we could focus on it. Uh, yeah. The goal is full time. I mean, at some point, if we could really make that happen to do stuff like this full time, we'd love that. Yeah. Um, you can support us by going to Entertainment Buffet. They're the production company that hosts our YouTube videos, which I make some fun thumbnails for. Uh, you can listen that way. Put it on the background. Play it on a. Uh, uh, Fire TV or an Apple TV or just like or any, any smart TV, any device. Leave it on in the background. We get we get some money from that, uh, and you get some visual aids to uh, to the show, I guess. Um, but it supports us and them. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone! It was yesterday. I hope you guys gobble gobble. Oh my God! I hope you enjoyed the Macy's Day Parade. Uh, I'm a Cowboys fan. Hope they won. Um, and I hope this episode finds you not hating your family too much. Yeah. Because, hey, we get it. Your drunk uncle, he sucks. But here's the thing. Statistically, he's going to die before you. So you'll get a little bit of time yeah. without him. Absolutely. So, and Bye, uh, drunkle. 
And I think that's time for you to have a little bit of time without us. Yeah. So thanks for listening to today's episode. And we'll see you next week on another episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Red Hands.